All right. Okay. What's going on? Patrick, not a thing. I mean, isn't this crazy? Here we are, a week later doing the Polini Perspective, and it seems like a million things have changed. I think we're going to be a here week, for months. A year. It's a year, right? It feels like a year. It feels like right? a year. Joe DiCipio is back with us, one of our favorite guests of all time on the Polini Perspective. Woohoo! Now, Joe, what? <laughs> apparently, you know, the FCC side of things doesn't stop, even with coronavirus. So thank God yes. you still have your job. Yeah, no, thank you. That's right. Thank God I still have my job. They're not working from home. Listen, the crazy thing for us is it's a new world. So you're trying to deal with regulations that maybe don't apply, looking for, you know, they actually, I'll say this, the staff has been great because we've called and said we need a relief on this, we need relief on that, and they've been pretty good with it so far. But look, we're moving quickly and making decisions that uh, you'll hope they hold up or can ask for forgiveness what, down the road. What, what but, in uh, your life have you moved quickly? Well, do you hear wow, that? Wow. Actually, it used to be much thinner and could run pretty quickly, but now it's all with the mind. The mind moves quickly. Oh, now. your mind's moving quickly. That's right. I got That's it. right. I got it. Well, let's, let's, be, let's be clear on this podcast. Yeah. So, Jeez. Patrick, where do you want to start? I mean, you know, so much is evolving. Obviously, we can start locally with Maryland, Virginia, finally yeah. getting some harsher shutdowns uh, yesterday, but it took a long time. And I don't know, do you two think that it's kind of too late? I mean, you saw thousands of people still going down to the Tidal Basin, looking at cherry blossoms, not social distancing. So finally, you know, Larry Hogan, governor of Maryland, gave some pretty strict guidelines uh, that took effect yesterday, right? Last night. So uh, on a local level, I think Larry Hogan probably gets an A. Um, I would say the mayor of D.C. probably gets a B minus. And I think Joe's governor over there, Ralph uh, Blackface Northrum, gets uh, probably an, a D plus at best. Oh, wow. oh. Look, I... North and right yesterday, he closed all of Virginia, all of Virginia schools for the rest of the school year. What are you doing? Right. So, well, yeah. and by the way, a day before he refused to close bars and restaurants. That's right. So, look, as some of the listeners know, my wife is a school teacher in Alexandria City Public Schools. Everybody was off until the end of spring break. Right. So that was essentially the middle of April. I don't know why you close the schools now. You don't know what things are going to look like in a month. And what do you do with the kids who are missing a third of their education? I don't even, what do you do, right? And what do you do with the kids who don't have, Fairfax County is supposed to pick up uh, in the middle of April and start online classes. I don't know what you do with the kids who don't have access, don't have laptops. Right. Alexandria City's teaching now, but it's crazy. Uh, makes no talk, sense. Talk about an overcorrection. So, uh, you know, I'll kind of work my way up to the White House in a second, but I think, way, I think two governors have stepped up, uh, Governor Cuomo from New York and Governor Hogan from Maryland, from what I've seen, are by far the top two, uh, just in terms of communication, leadership, how they've addressed it, how they've communicated, the steps they've taken. Uh, I think the D.C. mayor has done an okay job. Uh, you know, I, I think she was a little slow, um, certainly with the title basin and some of the other things. Crazy. But, uh, so, some of these governors, like Governor DeSantis in Florida, Republican, just terrible. Like he should have to resign, leaving the beaches open, 
you have all these spring breakers partying. Now they're going back to their states. Georgia already had a huge spike in cases. Florida had a huge spike. Just just a terrible decision. The guy from Oklahoma, another Republican, has... Uh, Who is just, this guy? Coronavirus has infected him. Are you feeling okay? You've been taking, coughing. I know. What's he's happening? Self, he's taking selfies. You're having um, trouble breathing? <laughs> well, I already killed a Democrat from Virginia, so I figured I had to hit some Republican. <laughs> So, okay. listen, I, you know, Joe, go ahead. You want to jump in? No, I look, I agree. Listen, I, you know, the other thing you didn't touch, by the way, is the senators that sold all their stock in front of you talk about outrageous, right? I want to see them all in handcuffs. That is an outrage. I think it was That's- four of them. I think it was Loeffler from Georgia. I think it was Burr, Johnson, three Republicans. And I think uh, Dianne Feinstein, who's always been a allegedly slippery with real estate deals and and tax deals and so forth. Yeah, I agree. Especially right? But that is outrageous. They had a briefing. They sold all their stock, the rest of us. And Burr in particular, out talking about how it's nothing to worry about. He dumps almost $2 million. It's outrageous. And and by the way, why? We're still not hearing about that. Like, where is that got away? It's lost and everything else, right? People are that stuff falls to the wayside because every day the right, you know, whatever you're supposed to do changes and it gets lost in the wash. It just does, which is unfortunate. Well, look, so, I mean, Joe, Joe, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, no, I'm good. It's a new kinder, pod, kinder podcast. Wow. So, so Sarah, Joe and I, so I drive in now because, you know, uh, it takes me three minutes to drive in now versus 400 minutes. Um, there, like there's literally no traffic. So I call Joe every morning. It's his wake up call. You know, he's still in his pajamas and I'm calling him from the road. Pajamas. But, but I think we're going to agree pajamas. for the most part on this. You know, I think, again, two things can be true. I, Trump's certainly not to blame for the coronavirus, nor do we know what could have been done differently and so forth. Oh, However, we do, too. We do, too. Okay. Could you let me finish? We do, too. No. However, the downplaying by, by him and his administration – from day one and the misinformation what was just it's inexcusable in terms of him saying that you know it's going to be you know it's 15 cases and we're going to be zero next week and it's not right. too much to worry about and I, it's it's just inexcusable and i honestly i think it's going to cost him the election now um the problem is you know he, you know, he gets away with the tweets and, and attacking people, you know, on, on issues that uh, he spent two years attacking people because of the Russia thing. And again, he was proven to be, uh, you know, no collusion and stuff. So he had. That was not the case. There was collusion. Oh, stop. stop. There was none. There was two. You, you can't. It was you had bar whitewash the report, so you can't say there was no collusion. Right, we're, not, we're not gonna we're not doing revisionist history. There was no collusion with we're the Trump campaign in Russia. That's proven. And okay. why are you talking about Russia? Who cares? Who cares? It's too bad we're not on video. He's like you're, you're, because you're not letting you're not letting me finish. I just said, but when when you have a serious crisis like this, you have to have someone who is going to speak truth whether it's bad news or good news and what they're going to do to fix it. 
and how they're going to attack it and address it. And he cannot downplay it. Even if his people behind the scenes, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Burks, and others were addressing it aggressively, he still can't come out and kind of downplay. And that's what he did. And I think so, we, lost, we lost several weeks of, uh, of yeah. ramp up uh, because, because he, he, you know, because of his, his normal actions, which in most cases don't matter because they're on trivial subjects, but this is certainly a serious subject. Okay, Joe, so, do you want to add more to that? Yeah, look, I think the worst thing is it's the time lost, right? I don't think there's any dispute that we were aware in early January that there was a pandemic coming and there were so many things that could have been done in that time frame, including ramping up the necessary supplies, right? Ventilators, masks, all that stuff. You could have had a massive mobilization and been ready for it. So you would have had options and none of that was done. Absolutely none of that was done. Or Patrick and I were talking on the phone this morning, right? You could have done you could have instituted a hard two-week lockdown. Let's shut it out now. Everybody's on vacation for two weeks. We'll knock it out. We have a stimulus plan ready to go. We'll take care of everybody. You could have prepared, and none of that was done. You know, and then you had joking, oh, no, it's not going to be anything. And even now, that you're not serious about it, right? Okay. So that's the worst thing is the lost time you could have prepared if you had serious people in the positions of power. Yeah. And I listen, I agree with that 100 percent. But at the same time, I'll say this. Pelosi and Schumer should be ashamed of themselves. This stimulus bill needed to be passed. It'll fight. It looks like it'll get voted on tonight. That's not fair because the Republicans are jamming it full of stuff, too. They should be ashamed of themselves. $15 minimum wage, all this other stuff. How can you have a $500 billion slush fund that Mnuchin gets to give out to his buddies without anybody watching? Because they won the election. That's why. why. Come on, because they won the election, they get to stuff the pockets of their friends? No. No oversight? Really? Come on. Yes, pass the bill, but you can't blame the Dems entirely on it. Which, by the way, I'm not defending them. They got to stop their baloney too. But so, so Sarah, Sarah, jump in here. So Joe and I were. <laughs> oh, saying, this is great. This is great. Well, well, I want to go. Okay, okay. I, ask I, away, I, Patrick. So Joe and I were talking to say, I think it, you know we're, we're now almost two weeks into this in terms of like lockdown, quarantines, and stuff. Certainly, we're 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 more time into it now. I. I've just had it with both parties. Like, I, I think I think a crisis like this, I'm tired of the Democrats. I'm tired of the Republicans. I'm tired of people selling stock. I'm tired of NBA players getting a test in two minutes. I mean, listen, not to talk about personal stuff, but my dad has been tested. He's got 104 fever. He's had it for multiple days. He's in New Jersey. And, you know, he's still waiting for the results. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm sick, you know. Listen, I, I get there's privilege and we all, regardless of where, but how, but these Hollywood stars are getting tested in two seconds. NBA players are tested in six minutes and you have average people out there, 60, 70, 80 years old who a, either can't get a test or B can't get a result. And, and then, you know, the hospitals are telling them to stay away. The whole thing is just absurd. 
I'm I'm just tired of everyone, to be honest with you. Well, it does seem like there's a lack of leadership, right? Like, I'd be curious to to see if either one of you feel like there's somebody that's like a leading voice right now. It seemed like maybe it was Dr. Fauci, but obviously Fauci, we haven't seen him for the past couple of days. I don't know. Is that because they are social distancing? Is that because he basically made some comments about Trump? We don't really know. Right. But um, I do agree with you. I think. However, if you know, we look at our history, right? Wealthy people always fail, you know, and famous people always fare better than the average person. They have, you know, when we were dealing with the Spanish flu, whatever, 100 years ago. So that doesn't really surprise me. I think what I'm curious about with you guys, because every day seems to be getting worse. They do say that the worst is yet to come. Do you we still haven't gone to a martial law lockdown? Do you two think that we should? I'm kind of like, lock us down, for God's sakes. People in this country, we're used to so many freedoms. No one is going to stay home unless it is martial law. What do you guys think is the next step? Uh, you know, look, I, I don't, listen, I have a really tough time with that because I worry you take away some of the civil civil liberties, you don't get them back, right? So that really worries me a lot. So I don't know, I don't know where to draw the line there. And I will now say something that will probably get me in a lot of trouble. We'll just but edit. I still, I, no, I still don't understand how you compare this to, you know, we're so worried about how contagious it is. But if you look at it in comparison to other infectious diseases, well, how bad is it really? Are we overreacting? I mean, I will tell you, I don't know anything, right? You read some things that say it's a way overreaction. You read other things that say if we let this go, two million people could die in the U.S. I don't think, I guess this is a long way of saying I don't want to go to martial law because I don't think that's a really bad step and it worries me that we don't go backwards. I'm hopeful that sort of these things we're doing now work, but I don't, I don't know. It's, that was a really wishy-washy. Well, it's, who knows the answer? It's really tough. I mean, the, I think the scary part is yesterday Trump is saying, okay, 15 days, 15 days, we're going to get everything back. We want the, you know, the, we don't want the cure to be worse than the, you know, the outbreak or whatever. And that's right. the crap that worries me because we obviously know, I mean, look at New York City, as you guys both know, over, I mean, over 20,000 right. cases, half the cases are there. And in another right. week, they're going to be in serious, serious trouble. Looking okay, in New York, but, right? Some of that's because how close they are together, right? So there's absolutely. a little bit of difference, right? Yeah. But I don't know. So it's hard, yeah. And maybe, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm the, on the minority on this, but it doesn't bother me. I mean, listen, I, I've already said I think Trump mishandled this early on, but it doesn't bother me that the president, regardless of who that president is, says, "Listen, we hope in 15 days or in 15 days." Once we get through this quarantine, we think we're going to be okay and got to get back to business, got to get the economy going. Cuomo from New York, the governor of New York, said the exact same thing yesterday. He said, we got to start to pivot toward recovery. I think the leaders of a state like New York and the country and so forth have to try to at least make people feel and the market and businesses feel that the end is near. Now, it may not be. And in another week, they could reverse our course and say, oh, shit, we had, you know, another half a million cases and the 15 days isn't going to work. That's okay. That, that part does not bother me because I don't think anyone knows. So I think it's okay to calm people's fears. You can't misinform though. And you can't, well, you can't lie, that, but that's I think the problem. That, you have big misinformation, right? And it changes everything. That's the problem. So by the way, well, what you know, one other thing that's interesting, there was this really interesting piece in the Washington Post today that talked about a third option, right, between 
locking everybody down or letting people back was this ex their argument is we got to ramp up testing, test everybody, right? Because then if you know who's infected, you can quarantine them. Right. If you know people who aren't, you can put them back to work. Uh, and so they had these, this was this article by a, uh, they're like three different people in the post. Searchinger, Lamontia, and uh, Wild Cornell, or Douglas, Gordon Douglas. Really interesting piece, right? So if we test, 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 then you can, you can have people work. You know people who may who have had it, who have recovered, who are presumably now immune. So it's a third way to keep the economy going and keep everybody safe. But this gets back to the point earlier. If you thought about this and had tests available, you know, to your earlier question, you don't need martial law. Let's test everybody. Right. Which, and let's, which help and let's move. Joe is basically what they did in South Korea, right? South Korea right, was able right. to get it under control because basically in every neighborhood, on every corner, they would have a testing site. So you would be, you know, if you're walking to work, you're getting a test, you would know within a few minutes, you know, then you're either going back home and quarantining or like you said, you're keeping it going. And isn't it mind blowing you guys? Like we are supposedly the superpower still in this world yet. We can't do that. I mean, that's a great alternative, Joe. Why can't we put a testing site in every neighborhood across the country? We should be able to do that. Well, that's right. We were, look, this gets back to Patrick's point. We were totally unprepared and nobody took it seriously, but you could do that and you could keep the economy going then, right? You wouldn't be faced with these two draconian choices. Yeah, but, but part of me also thinks, and then we can move on. So, like, my dad's waiting for a test result, so he gets a positive. There's no change. What does he do? Like, we should have, when they told people to stop going to spring break and taking their clothes off and getting on a beach and jumping around, you know, uh, uh, beaches that should have been closed, that's the problem. Like, I, I agree with Joe. We should have been a week. So, so it kind of changed last weekend, like a week, a week and three days ago. That weekend, a lot of people were out, including myself, you know, and it, the, the thought was, okay, well. That'll well, age well. That's a good luck. That'll age well. What? <laughs> out partying, drinking beers. That'll age well for you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying everyone was out that weekend. You went out, you had a party, you had people over your house. I, I'm just saying, but that's Sunday it, it kind of changed. It got and real, then, yeah. And then we, you know, and my, my point is it should have been real the week before. The right. communication to us should have been more dire the week before. We, we, we lost a week and a half of serious communication, serious ramp up. But you lost um, months in planning, right? You lost months. And, you know, if look, if your dad, I hope to God he's I okay. I know, that's scary. Right? But, you know, you can quarantine him. You can see who he's been in contact. You can get those people. You can test them. And you can start putting the people in quarantine that you need for their health and everybody else's and the people who have recovered or who don't have it. You can have them working so you can have both running at once. Right? Here's and if the, you Here's the problem, though. There's so much misinformation. So the CDC over the weekend changed their guidelines. Now the CDC says if you test positive, if you have a if you have a positive test in your business, you tell the other fellow employees who came in direct contact with that person, but then you're just telling them to monitor their symptoms. They're not supposed to go into 14 day quarantine anymore. The CDC just changed that on March 21st. So there's this like it just keeps moving, and it's so confusing as what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, because really it's a matter of when you got sick. And when you had it, not when you actually showed symptoms, 
very confusing communication. Three guys like me, by the way, you have a little cough, your throat's a little sore, and you think, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I know. Right? You're just like, oh, what am I? My wife says to me, I had a sore throat yesterday. Ah! Right? I mean, we were so, going to the gym. The, you know, Orange Theory, Sarah, you and I talked about it last week. Yeah. Like, right up right up to the, you know, the, that Saturday. And, and like, you're sweating on people. Um, I think it's interesting for both of you to talk from a, you know, a general manager point of view, Patrick, obviously, you know, I see all the emails of you guys kind of evolving the newsroom, but it has to be, I mean, what is your long-term plan as of now? You guys are now kind of shifting gears, getting reporters literally doing the news from their house. But, uh, I mean, what is the, it's yeah, a scary so, plan. I, and again, so I, I will say, I think unlike the administration, I, I do believe we acted very quickly as soon as we got a sense. We, we were we were moving report, uh, reporters and photographers out probably now two and a half weeks. We have anchors at home. Mm -hmm. As of tomorrow, we'll have about 75% of our entire staff out of the building, either working remotely or working from the field, but not coming into the building. Yeah. And then inside the building, we've self-distanced. We've moved some technical areas upstairs because – you know, they're vacated by sales. And I'll say this, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke on this. I think Fox Corporation, and Joe could speak to this more than I can. I think Fox Corporation, the first, we, we got an e initial email, I think it was on February 26th. That was very serious in tone. And, and then there's been a ton of communication since. So I think the company as a whole took it serious. And then obviously the stations had to take it serious. We have to stay on the air, Sarah. You know, we. we yeah, we yeah, are, no, you do. And there was you, an you have article tough... this morning how people are turning to local news for this story. Because, yes, it's a national story, but it's really a local story. Right now, it's a completely local story. And I look and I, you know, for the listeners, the, the GMs that we have at Fox and Patrick's right, corporate was out in front early with messaging on it. But. You know, the folks like Patrick that are running our TV stations are doing tremendous work and making it up as they go along, right? Yeah. I mean, if you watch the newscasts here, it's incredible to see how quickly they've adjusted. And it's really, really impressive. Uh, and they're all creative, listening, sharing information, because you got you to gotta stay on the air. Look, if your local station goes camp broadcast, right, then there's everybody really does start to panic. Because, yeah. look, honestly, it gives me comfort to turn it on in the morning right. and see the I'm used yeah, to and so right. I do want I do want to mention that the other local stations have been tremendous as well. I um, yes, you guys have all, like made an unprecedented uh, kind of you know agreement, right? Where you're sending one reporter collectively yeah, as so four. That's pretty amazing. Some, we're sharing some resources to keep people safe. We've also uh, we have a, a, a an informal agreement that if 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 a critical situation occurred in one of the stations that the other station would, would jump in. And wow. even if we had to take the other station to air, we would do so. We're actually working on, um, you're, you'll probably see it starting tonight, if not tomorrow, uh, a message of unity between the four stations. We're gonna be airing a promotional spot that that has uh, talent from all four stations talking about how you know we're, we're in this together, stay safe. Yeah, that's we're here for you. Yeah, that's great. So I, I do, listen, Sometimes when crisis happens, you look for silver linings. Yes. And I do think we've adapted well from a technical standpoint. I think other companies have as well. I do think that you realize that 
you know, as, uh, as broadcasters, we're in this together. Um, and, you know, whether it's trying to support the, the food, you know, the restaurants that are doing takeout and other services. And, you know, listen, I do think that a lot of people in our country, um, you know, do come together at times like this. Yeah, 100%. And then, and then you have the buffoons who just all are selfish and only worry about themselves and they need to be called out. What do you what do you two think about this? I've, I've been hearing this a fair amount online. I thought this was kind of fascinating. So, you know, obviously Australia right before this happened had the wildfires that, that people like donated and rallied for. A lot of people feel that, yes, you're seeing individual businesses say like the uh, D.C. Improv comes to mind. Right. I mean, that that business has been there in D.C. since like 1982. Um, you know, they had to let go of their entire staff. I'm not sure if they'll ever reopen or not. But how do you guys feel? It doesn't seem like there's like collectively the Red Cross coming out and saying, hey, we need donations now. We need, you know, to get food to people who need food assistance. You're potentially looking at 30% unemployment rate. Do you guys think that there's been a big push in this country like you see when other things happen, like tsunamis or Australian fires? There has, look, that's a great question, sir. I don't think there has been a consistent national push, right? Red Cross, we're saying you got to give out. We need blood. We're short on blood. So you're seeing those announcements. But look, I think part of it is people don't know how to how to do that because the scope is so much larger than a tsunami or hurricane that affects a small area, right? Just a specific area. How do you do this across the country? And how do you serve the millions of small businesses that may never come back? Right, right. right. So uh, that, and look, and you see a lot of, a lot of the, local sort of famous chefs doing thing, giving food away, yep. doing that sort of thing. So locally they're doing that. But nationally, I don't think there has been because honestly, I don't think people even know how to do it. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And, and Sarah, you know, from, this is in your real house. I don't need, I don't need a bunch of stars telling me we're in this together either. <laughs> you know, with their, with their, with their two pools and their mansions and their, and their chefs. And There's their the guy who has two that. houses. We're not in it with you at all. But give you me an example. About- give me an example. What celebrities? Okay, see, I when when Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot got obviously a ton of backlash for that Imagine video. I it's so funny. I looked at that. I didn't. I just thought like, oh, that's a nice uplifting gesture when everyone is kind of feeling oh, there's down. A, there's like a, there's a spot on the air talk. Like all these stars are like, we're in this together. We're in this together. We're, no, you're not. You're not. Shut up. <laughs> Wow! Like, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear from one star in this. Like I, I like enough. Like just go in your home and be quiet well i do think it's also going to be interesting you know because uh one of the big previews that's coming up is keeping up with the kardashians right the reality show i I can't imagine either of you watch but i'm curious (laughs) i'm curious to see you know is the american public going to tolerate shows that are basically about just gluttonous wealth and celebrity like they used to you You think they are because you saw what happened at spring break i mean i'm not talking about uh everyone but that's Unfortunately, that's the mentality right now. And listen, I was young once. I partied. We did crazy things. But I also, I, I would like to think I would have been more responsible. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No but, chance. Could you imagine 22-year-old Patrick Powley yeah, being responsible? Yeah. I will say, we, Are you kidding? Here's the difference, Joe. I had tough parents. Like, seriously. 
they want to let me like you know there there was a line okay. I, I just think the parents that let their kids go to spring break and and and, and party like that that weekend I mean, first of all, the governor should be have to resign. The local people who control the beaches should have to resign. I, I think that I, I I think that was terrible. I really it it just sent a terrible message. Okay, twenty seven year old Patrick Palladi. <laughs> okay, I'm you. Yeah. Right right? Okay, now Sarah Sarah would have been partying. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, you, you know, God, I hope I wouldn't have been stupid enough to give a TV show interview, but I probably would have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like they just they don't have any clue. And you're right. It really was the governor's responsibility to sort of shut that down. Oh, it's horrible. Um, OK, horrible, obviously. Horrible. But you know, that also last thing for we, it's also messaging from the top. Right. You weren't getting a consistent message from the yeah. federal government and the White House on that, and that all trickles down, right? And even yesterday, Trump's out there saying, "Oh, it's really up to the governors and the local mayors." You, you know what, though, Joe? I'm going to I'm going to disagree with that. I mean, Cuomo, Hogan, other governors shut down. Yes, yeah, so you didn't have commis- and even Trump yesterday said, "Ah, oh, some areas are bad, some are not. We're going to open some areas." That's not a consistent message. No, I, okay. Yeah. See. See. As usual, welcome home, Patrick. Nah. <laughs> no, listen, he, he deserves enough blame. Bl- blaming him for DeSantis not closing the beaches. Is I'm not blaming him for DeSantis not closing the beaches. I'm talking about no consistent messaging from the top. And there should have been guidelines given to everybody about what to do when there was not. Right. And he should have picked up the phone and called DeSantis and said, you better knock it off right now. Well, you don't know well, he didn't, Joe. You don't oh, know you he didn't. Too. Come no, on. You don't. You sure don't know I that. Because sure you know I what? Do. The next day they were closed. The next week. Well, whatever. Ah, anyway, Sarah. What are, right. No, no, no. Well, Sarah, what, what are Sarah, what are some other topics that Joe Well, Joe I was I gonna discuss? ask you guys, you know, one of the big discussions online is what are you watching? What are you consuming? Obviously, we work in local television. We encourage everyone to watch Fox 5. But when we're not watching Fox 5 local, what, have you two been watching anything on, on Netflix that is noteworthy or that we need to see? So, so we, I will tell you, so my wife, my wife and I have been, we are watching on Netflix, but we started watching The Affair on Showtime, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Okay. So we're, we're that's a daily watch now, so we're into season four. But it's just like, if any of the sort of stuff that has this, it's, I got to find something that makes me happy and doesn't look, and everything is looked through the lens of what's going on now. So they sort of, you know, yeah. they're sort of ridiculous problems, right? So and the truth of the matter is, in some ways, I have less time now than I did before, right? Because if you work from home, you just sort of work all the time. So I'm having a tough time. I need to get better at adjusting. Not yeah. Right. Joe, 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 stop with the fake news. You don't work as. Uh, <laughs> <come on. laughs> Patrick, what are you? He's out, he's out walking at lunch with his wife. And, no, no, uh, no, no lunch. I'm not eating. I'm losing weight. See? <laughs> Sarah, I've spent a fortune on uh, movies. We watched Richard Jewell the other night. Okay, was, Rich, Richard Jewell. Richard okay. Jewell. Did you finish West Wing? You were watching West Wing again. I did, and now I'm starting to watch it again because my daughter, who's been <laughs> staying at our house, because you know there's no reason for her to be alone in her apartment, so she came over on Friday, and she's been with us since. She's working from our house. Uh, she saw one of the episodes, and and now I'm watching it again with her so oh, is this um, the third time my lord 
God. I wish so I could say I was watching more. We're not. Now, we haven't yet. We I, are doing family game night. So yeah, my did that too. 16 year old. So we're doing a lot more of that. My, as Patrick knows, my 19 year old daughter was in France on an independent internship. Oh my God. And she got back. We, she came back Sunday night. Um, and it turned out she was on the last Air France direct flight from Paris to DC. So they canceled. They're not doing those anymore. She's so lucky. she was in France for the last three weeks, and we just got her back Sunday. Um, so that, of course, creates an extra dynamic because all three daughters are in the house now. And, and is she in quarantine? She is. We've locked her in her room, and we put food through the little slot that I built <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I can't believe neither one of you have stumbled across um, Tiger King on Netflix. Have you guys seen this? This one, it is the most uh, entertaining yet depressing. I think we are all doomed. That's the Tiger story, right? It is about this insane group of individuals that breed big cats in Oklahoma and Florida. It is terrifying. In these times, you will be entertained and also. I, I, thought, that, I thought that was the Tiger Woods story. Sorry. That's too funny. Oh, no. Because, you know like, if you're a huge sports fan, right, like both Patrick and I are, like, there's no, the Washington Post doesn't even have a sports page anymore. It's the best to, is, hey, Sarah, have you seen those memes where it says something to the effect? So, without sports on, there's this woman sitting on my couch. I guess she's my wife. She's pretty <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yes, right? yes. People are discovering their like significant others. They have kids. Sarah, yeah. what, Sarah, what's Dan doing without soccer? He must be going nuts. Well, we live in the state of Virginia too, so it was a big sh- kind of. It was a shocking announcement. I think they're just absorbing it too. Um, that the school year is shut down because that obviously means there will be no spring soccer season. So uh, they're having a difficult time too. I think because they were hoping, you know, maybe it would be pushed back. They'd start sometime in May. Maybe they'd get a few games in or something like that. So I think he's still taking it all in. You know what this is going to mean moving forward because this could potentially mean they don't play soccer till August. And then, you know, do we have like a, a resurgence of this virus in the fall? What does that mean? So I, it's it's really up in the air. I think, well, I just heard the governor of Virginia closed schools all the way through December now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Okay, well. <laughs> that could Actually, be he's closing all schools forever. It's crazy. I know, oh, it's insane. God. It's crazy. All right, so real quick, what do you think it does to uh, Joe Political uh, predictions here. What do you think it does to the presidential election? That's well, I think the I think the race is over. Biden wins going away. I don't even think it'll be close now. Wow. I don't. I don't think it'll be close. Not and I'm gonna close? eat so well on you. I am gonna eat like a champ. Not even close. No. I I think it'll be a complete blowout. Really? Sarah, what do you think, Joe? Really? You do? Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Absolutely. I don't know. I'm concerned that people think that Trump is handling this well. Um, well, there was a poll last week that said that, but I, as time goes on, and I just think it's be a, people like Biden anyway. Sarah, what do you think? No, I think if the vote were today, Biden wins. I I think you're right, Joe. I think it will be closer though than we think. Still, I think it will be still a really tight race. But I think Biden wins if this keeps up because Trump's big thing is the economy, and I mean, uh, like the stock market's a mess. Yeah, it I, is. Boy, that's I, the worst. I, I, Sarah, I'm with you. I'm not with Joe. I think if it was held today, Biden wins. I think Biden's, I think it's his to lose now. Yeah. However, however, I do think, regardless of how we got here, if the death total stays low, 
And if it gets under control relatively soon, couple weeks or so, and the economy comes back halfway decent, the stimulus package really works. I would not discount Trump winning again. Yeah. Because I, I, I do think it's down to three, four states, and it's going to be real close. I, I don't see how you say it's a blowout at this point. I, I just, I don't see. Well, my, my assumption on the blowout is that things continue to go south, right? I, okay. So this will, this will be probably the only time market down, Sarah, that I agree with Patrick, right? If things turn out to be not very bad, you don't have that many deaths and the economy rebounds, it's probably closer. Although if you've seen some of the ads attacking Trump and tying his statements together with the increases of cases in the U.S., those are devastating. Yeah, I, I will say, listen, Trump hasn't started his campaign yet. I think Biden's a, an average candidate at best. Uh, yes, he's light, but he looks very old. He looks very slow. He, you know. Look, all those things are true. He's a below average candidate, I think, right? I but don't people, know about that. I mean, I think he's likable. I think he's, he's very likable. People like him. They like him. But I don't know. Look, and the question is, they're both old. Maybe, you know, yeah. uh, how old is Biden? Uh, uh, well, I think it too, it, it, you know, economy we talk about, but if we are, they're predicting 30% unemployment. I mean, I think Trump right. absolutely loses because no people question. are going to vote for hope, you know, so they're going to think, okay, you know, can Biden do better than this? And I think that's going to be the scary part is it, you know, I, four I, months I, from I now. I think if Biden looks coherent in the debates, it's his to lose. I do think if Biden can't remember things and just looks like a total lost soul in those debates then i i don't know if people will look at him for hope i just don't look a lot of it for biden may depend on who he chooses as his running mate right yeah. that will probably matter more for him I than think, it does for i most think there's only two choices for him joe klobuchar or kamala that's it there's no one else to for me i don't know there's that the, uh, the governor of new mexico who seems to be getting some uh some play too Look, one, yeah. one other thing I think this raises for all of it, right? You've had this whole period of time where politics has become so difficult and our best people don't run for elective office because, and we've talked about this before, you have to be crazy to run for office right. because of all the pressure <laughs> on the social media and they got you. But this is what we get now, right? We don't have the best people running in most cases. We don't have the best and smartest minds leading us. And this is what we get for electing reality TV stars and other, you know, yeah. this is, so that's, this is where it comes home to roost, right? Because you don't have the best. I know what's scary is just how many people are going to be impacted. You know, how many, because oh, I, I don't think that the death toll is going to lower. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking over 20,000 cases alone in New York city. And like you said, how packed in everyone is. Uh, yeah. People are staying at home, but I mean, how many people yeah, were already but, affected two Sarah, weeks ago? Sarah, you know, and, Again, I don't want to, I'm not downplaying because we've taken it very seriously, but I do want to kind of touch on what Joe said real quick. The unknown is, yes, you have to prepare for the unknown, but the fact that there's 20,000 cases in New York, how many flu cases were there? There was probably 100,000. I mean, 35,000 people died from the flu. Now, I'm not comparing it to the flu because it's much more contagious. And I think the concern right. is that as it spreads quickly and ramps up quickly and the cases multiply, the healthcare system will grind to a halt and, and there'll be a bottleneck on those beds and so forth. But having said that, you know, we're still sitting at like 87 cases in Maryland, 70 something in Virginia. I, 
you know, 32 in D.C. I, I had 70 cases of the flu in my station alone this year. So I, I, I don't know where this thing ends up. And you know what? You have to prepare for the worst, and we're doing that. I am hopeful, though, that despite all the craziness and miscommunication and slowness of ramping up, maybe we will be okay. And, and then we'll see where that goes. Well, you can only hope that that's the case, right? I mean, I will say, Sarah, to the point you were making earlier, uh, I am and Patrick, too, we're relatively fortunate, right? We have good jobs. Um, we're not worried about how we're going to feed our kids, uh, at least not yet. But I'm terrified for the folks that are paycheck to paycheck and the people yeah. who like, you know, what are the waiters? All the people who are waiters, line cooks, all that sort of stuff, any of the service employees who are now out of work, I'm terrified for them. Yep. And this is where I really think whatever the stimulus Congress does, it has to figure out a way to keep, you know, you, sh you should be able to design a stimulus package that rewards businesses for keeping employees there and paying them, right? Because that's what you need to do. Yeah. So I really, I really, I, listen, that. I tweeted last night. I don't, I don't need your stimulus money. No, I just don't. Like, right. send it to people. To me, it needs to get to, in the people's hands, A, that are out of work or have been furloughed or lost tips and wages. And then if you're going to give me something, I have to spend it. Give it to me in a voucher of some sort that I have to then go spend at a retail outlet right. or somewhere. Don't, I, listen, don't give me cash. Don't, I don't, I, A, Thank God I don't need it. And B, I don't want it. I'd rather somebody else have it. Right. So completely agree. But that's why you can't have five hundred billion dollars slush fund to the Republicans to no, hand no, out. I'm not talking about money. that's the business side. I'm talking about the twelve hundred and the twenty four hundred. No, I, I, but this is all part of the same package, right? I completely agree with you. But that's why you got to funnel the money to the people who really need it. Yeah. And take care of those people, right? And I, you know, I worry about all those. But at I the same really time, do. And again, I don't want to go backwards, but at the same time, this is not the time to tell a, to do a federal mandate of fifteen dollars an hour because some of these businesses, honestly, when you get through this, they may only be able to afford nine dollars an hour. To, but at least that person would rather be employed at ten dollars an hour. Than well, I completely people. agree. So I completely I think, agree. Again, not the time for social engineering. I think we wrap it up with both sides are just. Yeah, it's it, it is difficult. All right, um, Joe, it's always a treat to have you on. Thank you for be on. for being Sarah, back. Stop, Sarah. It's stop. so good. The listenership <laughs> will spike. I'm sure I'm going to get calls to run for office now. <laughs> you should. You're like the most no level-minded person. No, by the way, you you would actually have a chance to win in that state. <laughs> There's so much incompetence around, right? Isn't it crazy? Uh, Ralph Northam is a doctor. That's what's bananas. Well, like Ralph Northam is a doctor. Crazy. Uh, Northam, totally crazy. yeah, it's really bad in Virginia. Um, Patrick, uh, you guys have the app, the COVID-19 app for Fox, right? right? Where people can get coronavirus updates yeah. nonstop. What is it called? Corona coronavirusnow.com coronavirusnow.com uh people can follow you on twitter of course gm yeah. fox 5 Patrick, gm fox 5 dc okay awesome we'll be back next week as things unfold yeah it's... and if we got to get on sooner we will patrick we'll absolutely twice all a right. week now here twice we go twice a week Polini perspective all right whoa there is a silver lining with this thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> bye, -bye. perfect bye, bye.